Cheers. Happy Wednesday. It's Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. And tonight we'll start off with Cupcake Vineyards. I was going to say Cupcake Cellars. Cupcake Vineyards Prosecco. I need some bubbly tonight. Got to celebrate something. I am... Um, Sometimes I find myself in these really low kind of energy spaces and I know there's goodness everywhere, but I just feel tired to acknowledge them. So I, you know, tap into it with a little bubbly. So hello everyone. Thank you for joining me tonight. And like I said, we got some Prosecco by Cupcake Vineyards. And of course I'm drinking out of my Steffi. You want to get a Steffi, stmspecialties.com. She will design it however you like. You can have it with Joy Exposed. You can have it with whatever you're going to call your podcast or whatever you're going to name your business. You do whatever you like. She can make it for you. So three cheers of joy on Wednesday, February 24th. Gosh, first of all, we're at the end of February. Jeez, that went by so fast, right? So we had Black History Month celebrations all month. Um... I personally was responsible for providing a Black History Fact on Thursdays in one of my Facebook groups. So I've been um, learning a lot and I decided to focus on Black History in my hometown of Cartersville, Georgia, Cartersville, Kingston, Georgia. Um, so I talked about my grandfather, who was the first principal at a predominantly white school in Cassville, Bartow County. I talked about Michelle Obama's great, 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 great grandmother. Melvinia, who's buried at my family cemetery, my family church in um, Kingston, Georgia, King's Chapel. Uh, she's buried there. She was a midwife and um, she's from, she moved to Kingston, Georgia. So I talked about her. I talked about um, the great, no, I didn't really talk about the Great Locomotive Express. And I didn't even know that movie was based out of a story about, that has something to do with Kingston during the Civil War. I talked about, uh, tomorrow I'm talking about uh, Black Soldier Cemetery in Harley. I didn't know about that. Oh, Lake Alatuna was the first uh, Negro beach in the United States. So Lake Alatuna, everybody knows about it, drives over it um, in, in that area. So that was the first official uh, Negro beach that was opened by a soldier who had come to town. So, and that was my third one. And then tomorrow is my fourth one. So I've been learning black history that I didn't know and um, quite pleased about it. And I wanted to focus on Cartersville because I know there's a lot of rich history there. I just hadn't learned about it. And you know, no one talked about it or shared it. So, you know, how else do you learn? You find it on your own. So, hey, Cartersville. Um, hey there, Stephanie. Hi, Arthur. So, um, yeah, so it was pretty cool. I'm going to check and make sure the stream is flowing and I can look at some comments in my um, podcast when they come up. Sometimes I miss them and I hate that I do. I talked about uh, uh, tomorrow. Oh, let me turn that. Yeah. So it's right there. I'll turn the volume down so I can see. Okay, so let's start with three cheers of joy. So my first cheer of joy, my camera's working. Don't I look better this week? <laughs> the lighting without the, man, the lighting makes a world of difference. Not even that, but the pixels um, of the camera and the lighting make a world of difference. Last week I did the podcast off my camera that's built into my, I, I mean, my MacBook. 
and um, it was a good, it was a good picture. Anyway, hi there, Carla. Thank you, Carla's tuning in live on YouTube. Thank you very much. Um, it was a picture for my MacBook, my camera for my MacBook, and it was pretty decent. But when I, you guys know, I bought this new camera, like so many pixels that I fell in love with. And then I bought another one that I ended up sending back the 1080p web camera. So I love that one. And then I bought that other one that when I was at showing my ass, just buying camcorders and stuff during the pandemic, but I had to send it back because I didn't know how to use it. So <laughs> anyway, it's working now. I got my LED light. I got my camera and ta-da. Now I can see me and I hope you guys can see as well. So that's my first cheer of joy. Cheers to my freaking camera working this week. Ah. My second cheer of joy is, man, cheers to, you know, I always talk about building my business. And when I tell you it's growing, it's growing. And um, so cheers to business growing. And that just lets you know that to me, it lets me know that I have all of these thoughts and they're rooted in something and to have the gumption to just act on them and to make something happen. I'm really pleased with myself because that's not anything that I would normally do, you know, before this age, before late 40s. Um, and now I'm in my early 50s. I would have ne never said I'm going to go start my own business. You know, I would give you a reason, a list of reasons why I couldn't. One would be I don't want to. And now that I have, it's like, holy crap, this is awesome because it's like pulling work out of the sky, like you find yourself in a needed place. And we'll talk about that a little bit too. So cheers to lots of work and work coming in. My third cheer of joy, um, <sighs> tomorrow's Friday. Oh, it's not, is it? <laughs> Tomorrow is not Friday. Tomorrow is uh, Thursday. See, I'm rushing the week already. I'm ready, right? So tomorrow is Thursday, and uh, that's still good. I'm looking forward to Thursday. Um, but we're getting close to the end of the week. That's going to give me about two weeks to spring break. I have a whole week off for spring break, and I'll talk about that as I get closer, but I've got plans for that week, too. I've just got stuff to do, right? So Man, I'm excited. So cheers to Thursday. Happy Thursday. We're almost to the end of Black History Month. I hope you guys did some amazing things for Black History Month and learned some new stuff and even made history yourself. I'm sure that you've done something that changes the course of Black America, something you've done or said or an impact you've made. And it starts by giving yourself credit, highlighting it to give yourself credit for doing something, for changing the world. And cheers to you for changing the world. So there you go. So tonight I'm drinking Cupcake Vineyards Prosecco. I needed a little bubbly for my throat tonight. I just needed it. I just, uh, sometimes you just have to get stuff that feels good to you. And that felt good to me. Just the thought of it made me want it. So those are my three cheers of joy. The first cheer of joy was my camera is working. My second cheer of joy is that my business is growing. And my third cheer of joy is Black History Month, doing something amazing and changing the course of history. And hopefully you did the same as well. That kind of ad-libbed onto, yay, it's Thursday. But 
that's our cheer of joy to Black History Month and changing the course of the nation. So cheers to that. And like I said, I hope you're celebrating three cheers of joy of your own. I hope that you can carve out a little time for yourself and get some goodness. Just pull some goodness for yourself that doesn't have to do it with anybody else, just you. And during this pandemic and this time of isolation, there's nothing better than you can do than to remind yourself of all the goodness that you've had in your life and that you have in your life because it's so easy to get lost in the blah, in the ho-hum, depression, anxiety, whatever it is, however your body triggers it. Like, so, you know, just celebrate yourself and pull some goodness. So we'll move on to our three cheers of joy. We got three cheers of joy tonight brought to you by stmspecialties.com. And I had an opportunity to interview the um, CEO and um, creator of the Steffi. So the CEO of stmspecialties.com, who is also the creator of the Steffi on last Saturday. And that was cool because she's so generous with her contributions to the show um, to the podcast and, you know, all of my whims, right? Whether it's t-shirts or crocheted halter tops or Steffi's. And this is by far, I would have to say to my, this is my favorite and my cigar one is, um, the next favorite, but my cigar one is packed up because you guys know I'm moving in a little while. So, you know, she just is so accommodating of my whims and, you know, she's trying to grow her business. She's got some great plans and um, we talked for about an hour last week about her plans. If you didn't get a chance to look at it, it's on YouTube. And it's My Shape Spotlight um, with Stephanie Mills. And we just talked about her fears and her dreams and what's next. What does she have in store? And she's got a plan. That's the thing that's so good. She has a plan. I even mentioned something I wanted to do. And she said, oh, let's talk about it off air. I got you. I can do that. You know, so she's even there for the growth of JoycelynWells.com and Joycelyn Wells, the author and My Shape Solutions. So she's gung-ho for all of it. And I'm so grateful to have her as my um, friend and a business partner or colleague or sister, whatever title it is, I have her for that and she has me for that. And I appreciate her. So she come. Hey, Carla, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Carla says she likes my hair. <laughs> I was going to take down too. This, these are my plaits. I try to do it when I want my hair curly. So I do it in these. I take all the individual locks and then plait them together to make them curly. So I'll take them down tomorrow. All right. So Facebook post of the week or social media post of the week. Let's talk about it. So that's an announcement. I'll do that. I want to share that. Um, let me find. What do I have for my Facebook post of the week? Oh, that's from Quentin. Oh, okay. So this is from B. Kelly. It says, <laughs> first her, her caption says, mama said there'll be days like this. She says, you ever call someone to calm you down and they piss you off too? <laughs> yes, but the, I think I'm probably the person that does the pissing off. So when somebody calls me to calm them down, I probably uh, 
piss them off even more because I'm so like, well, you know, what was your role in that? And why do you feel that way? Y'all know I'd be so rational with some shit. So I probably, my kids probably say I pissed them off because they were like, mom, never mind. I didn't want to talk about this. So that's from B. Kelly. And um, yeah, so we got, we all have that. You call somebody, you're upset. You start telling them about why you're upset. Next thing you know, you're upset with them. And you're just like, fuck it. Bye. I'll talk to you later. And you got to go. So that's a Facebook post of the week. Um, this is one that says scared straight, hashtag scared straight. Some of y'all have never had a second cop car pull up and it really shows. <laughs> I think it's just pretty much saying some of y'all really got some risky behaviors out there and it ain't gonna take but one time for the police to pull up and then another police to pull up for y'all to get y'all shit together. And so it says, uh, some of y'all have never had a second cop car pull up and it shows. That's from William Payton. He's from Marietta. <coughs> so it was kind of funny. Uh, let's see. That's some food I took pictures of. Oh, and this is one right here. I share it with my colleague. Too many ants telling bees how to make honey. Oh, don't you hate that when somebody's trying to tell you how to do your job, like how to do your job or how to run your business. And it's, and they're not telling you because they have experience doing your job. They're telling you based on from their vantage of their job. So too many ants telling bees how to make honey. Oh my God. We both laughed at that because that applies in many places where people want to tell you how to do your job and hell, they don't even want to do their own job. So and they well, first of all, the ants don't make the honey, and they're trying to tell the bees how to do it. Child, that's a whole different show right there, honey. Um, and then this is from Ronald Utsi. He's my cousin. When you operate in your gift, and you guys know I say this all the time, when you operate in your gift, you don't have to be at the head of the table. For wherever you sit or stand, the table and room will shift. That's an amen right there. When you're operating in your gift, you don't have to do anything to draw attention to the fact that you are operating in that yummy space of unconditional giving. You have it. You don't run out of it. It's yours. So wherever you are, you don't have to jockey for a position. You don't have to say who you are. You don't. The whole room will shift to make sure that you are the center of attention because you are the one with the unlimited gift potential. That's when you're operating in your gift. So I love that from Ronald and that was so apropos. And I have to remind myself that because I always feel like I have to let somebody know or I have to, and you know what, I don't. I, you know, God gave me permission. That's the only thing I have to hold on to is he gave me permission and I just keep doing me. Just keep doing as long as I'm not hurting anybody, putting anybody in harm's way, hurting myself, putting myself in harm's way. I'm good. I don't have to ask permission. I just ask forgiveness and everything is going to shift to allow me room to move through. So I um, love that from Ronnie. Oh, you'd lost me. Am I back? Stephanie said we lost. They lost me. Let me see. Let's see if I'm back yet. OK, here I am. So. um. As long as we keep, uh, Stephanie, I'm here now. Can you hear me now? 
as long as we keep operating in our gift, then we don't have anything to worry about. It's when we stop operating in our gift. It's when we start pulling from a place that isn't unlimited, like our resources, our money, our time, uh, finances, accommodations, things that aren't going to be unlimited for us when we're pulling from those spaces. Man, listen, we can get lost quick. That's why it's important to only give from the place that you have unlimited. And that is your gift. That is the only place that God replenishes you. When you operate from your gift, you are replenished from that space. So thank you to STM Specialties for sponsoring Facebook Posts of the Week. As always, I appreciate you. Love, 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 love that. And uh, let's see. Got a couple of announcements, a couple things that are happening. So one of my Facebook friends... um, they have um, sex and sexuality, a disability perspective on Tuesday, March 7th at 8. And I'm going to watch it. I think I'm going to get on. I might stream it. It's Sex Week at Tulane University. Um, so I think I may stream it on my page because I want to make sure that I give them support because they are an awesome duo. And um, they st- started their own consulting business on um, kind of disability perspectives, right? Helping people with without disabilities kind of um, navigate the waters of what that looks like. Dating, sex, relationships, jobs, you know, all of that. So um I think I'll stream that uh, on Tuesday at 7. And another event I wanted to talk about, and this is my event, and mine and the bench counselor. So I'm going to give you some background on it. Let me take a little sip before I talk about this, because I'm proud of this. Okay. So I told you guys last week about the bench counselor. Um, her name is Jennifer Shiver. She offers free counseling. She sets literally sets up a bench in downtown Tampa and sits there so people can come by for counseling. And surprisingly, people stop by for counseling and she they'll tell her they'll be there or they just show up or whatever. And she's been doing that since the pandemic for a few months now. Well, she has the benchcounselor.org. And um, I talked to you guys about two of our colleagues that died in the pandemic. So one was early, like in April last year, right at the start of pandemic, he died of cardiac arrest. And I know that he had been dealing with some depression. We talked about it. He's written about it. I have some of his writings. I haven't gone back to read them yet because I don't I don't really know how they apply now that he has died, if there's something in there that maybe I should have caught wind of or so I haven't read them yet but he wanted to write a book so he wrote and he sent them to me um so that's Josh and then Adam our uh the youngest of our bunch he left and uh moved to Orlando with his wife and then he was shot and killed by the police in December and he was having some issues some probably depression issues maybe some narcotics who knows I don't know what the issues were, but he was definitely having a hard time. Anyway, he was shot and killed by the police at home with his baby in the house. So, you know, so these are two crazy, two young men, both with small children, both dead at a crazy ass time. So um, Jennifer came to me one day, we were talking and she says, 
we should start, we should do something. We should, something to memorialize them. We got to do something because she's really passionate about them as well. And I was like, I know, what do you want to do? And she says, I want to do a 5K. And I was like, okay, let's do it. So at the time she had never run a 5K and um, participated in a 5K. And we decided that we would participate in one together. And we decided we would put together a 5K and we would do it annually in the memory of uh, Josh Miller and Adam Robertson. So we came up with an epic memorial 5K and that is on April 17th of this year, right? So we really hit the ground running about three weeks ago, just putting together this 5K, like just, I'll tell you how hard we worked on putting it together that yesterday we met at, uh, we met with our race chair or race director. I think he's our race director is the appropriate name for him because we realized that this is going to be a big deal. So yesterday we met with him and he asked us, well, who put this together for you? Your website, your flyer, your who put, who's putting all this together, the run to sign up and all that. And um, I was like, I did. And Jennifer was like, Joycelyn, you know, so we started talking about it. And he says, you guys have done an amazing job. He didn't have any corrections for us. He didn't tell us to do something different. The only thing he said was we needed to add the timing company so that they could get the official time of the runners and they could access the runners. And we were so proud because we don't know what the hell we're doing. First things first. But we know that we were led to do this. She was led to do it. I was on board with it. And it's in the goodness of people that we love and care about. So we know that it's sanctioned. You know, we know that we have the support of God on this and we know that we'll be guided in the right steps. So uh, yesterday, let's just, so we, as of today, we have eight runners signed up. Let's back up. The school board has put it on all of their documents. So it's on the Hillsborough County school page as upcoming events. So the school board has adopted it. So that means tons of people are going to see it just because it's on the school board website. And when I saw that, Jennifer sent it to me. And when I saw that, and there's a link, I thought the link was going to go to the runner's registration page, but the link goes to My Shape Solutions Epic 5K webpage. Oh, I panicked like a mother trucker because I know I'm building a business, but I don't think of tens of thousands of people looking at the website, right? So I had a whole freak out and I called um, V and was like, hey, look at my website, go through every single link, da 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 da. And I told him everything. He was like, okay, okay. So that I went and did a whole kind of QA of my inspection, I guess, of my website, quality inspection or of my website, just to make sure that so many people are coming to look at My Shape Solutions, that it's got to be tight, right? It's got to present as a business that's about business. And you know, I'm a small business and I'm growing and I'm learning. But when people are looking at your shit, they're looking for quality, efficiency, professionalism. And that's those are all the things I wanted to convey. So we had to go, I went back and re and fixed some of that stuff. Um, well, not fixed it, but just tidied it up a bit. Anyway, so I did that. And then we have eight. I think we started out with one runner. Now we're up to eight. So we've got 
a donation of $25. This is all on the website. We got a donation of $500, right? Somebody gave $500. And then today we got another donation for $500. Sweet baby Jesus, right? And think about it. We're new, right? So we're new and we're putting this race together. And we want to do it to bring attention to the things that I talk about all the time and the things that she deals with all the time because she has the clients who come to her with it. Depression, addiction, Oh, gosh, emotional abuse, any abuse, emotional, mental, physical, all of these things we want to just bring light and attention to. And we stepped out there, two young women, uh I'll say two young women loosely, two women from different backgrounds. We've come together as business partners, friends to pull off this amazing event. And we are literally ticking away at it every single day. We've got things to do that we're pulling together and we're looking for shirts now. Um, we're looking for race bibs. Um, if you haven't looked at the website, check out the website, My Shape. The website is myshape.solutions and you go to events in the tab bar events and go to um, Epic Memorial 5K. And it's a great web page. It's a great web page. It's got a flyer on there. It's got a link if you want to be a sponsor. It's got the incentives if you want to be a sponsor. It's got uh, data from Centers for Disease Control talking about how the numbers have increased just over the past year. It's got the link to the run sign up page where you can do a virtual run. And I know many of my listeners don't live in Tampa or Plant City, Florida, but you can do it virtually. If you sign up, it's $30. Sign up to do the virtual race and do it on Saturday with us. You'll get a t-shirt, you get to report your time, and you get to be a part of it. And your $30 will go to the families. Well, probably about $22 will go to, okay, about $21 will go to the families. And of the, you know, with the children, they have children to take care of and they've lost the breadwinners in their family. They've lost the head of the household. So we're just trying to do something to make sure that we can pull resources together to just assist the families in this time, in these times. So this is our inaugural event. So we hope to do this every year. We already know next year is on April 16th, um, 2022. So, you know, just planning forward and just making this a regular event, a staple in the community. And we have been fortunate enough to um, Plant City, Florida, um, City Commission and Parks and Recreation have welcomed us with open arms to host our event there. Our race director has gone and mapped out a trail for us so we know which way the race will go. I mean, it's just such an amazing, I think, y'all know this isn't anything that I even really talk about. Like, organizing a 5k now martinis and weenies cinco de mayo party that's me but this is an event that we hope will where our goal is to have about 300 people participate so we're just hitting the pavement trying to get people to register for the race um 
And it's going to be a big deal. And it'll be even bigger next year. And I really, really, really would love, love, love all of your support. So myshape.solutions. And um, let me put this in the thing. And I'll put the web address in there. Myshape.solutions. You can go in and make a donation any, as much as you want. $10, $5, $30, $1,000. You can go in and um, register for the virtual race or register for the in-person race. We've got it set up in different waves for social distancing. I mean, we have not left any leaf unturned. This is going to be a great event. We've got uh, somebody providing water. We've got somebody providing fruit at the end. We've got goodie bags. The crisis center will be there. I mean, whoa, it's an event. So I had to share that with you guys because this is April 17th. And, you know, it's going to be a fun day. If you want to come and volunteer, come and volunteer. We would greatly appreciate that. Come volunteer. Um, we would love that. Come and walk it with us. We would love that. Whatever you want, you know, we're open to it. The main thing is, is how do we bring light to people and families who are suffering or who have suffered with mental and emotional, physical abuse, and just to remind people, inform people that their well-being is so important. Like, oh my God, I cannot stress that enough. I mean, you guys know my whole company, Self, Health, and Personal Empowerment. My whole company is based on how do we get to a good place? How do we get to be free? So that is the um, Epic Memorial 5K. I hope you guys will um, definitely be a part of that in some capacity. We'll definitely take your money. Don't even, don't even think for a second that we don't want it. We do. We want your money. And that's how I'm starting all of my conversations. Hey, I need your money. <laughs> what is somebody going to say? What? No, I need your money. I'm going to tell you straight up. I need your money. We need your money. We're trying to do something great here to impact this whole community and change the future, change the lives of these children and these wives and people who are suffering. So anyway, so that's that. It's um, My Shape Solutions. Go My Shape Solutions. Go to the events page and it's called an Epic Memorial 5K. All right. So it's about 930. What else did I want to talk about? You know, I've. this is something else that's kind of been on me because I always talk about how to be free. I'm wondering if, I wonder if people who are yucky and toxic and damaged, I wonder if they know they're yucky and toxic and damaged. Like I've literally been thinking about that this week a lot because of some situations and some things I've read and conversations I've had. And I'm, I'm like, I wonder if people know. Like, I wonder if people actually sit up and say, oh, I'm damaged like a mug. I got to do better. Or if they just go through life and that's just the way they think it's their, they're fine. And I'm, I would venture to go with the second thing, that they just go through life and they think they're fine. But either way, I don't like it. And I think when these people get together in groups of toxic people, they really put out a yucky ass feeling wherever they are. And you guys, it's my favorite sound, right? Champagne. 
pouring. And you guys have been around, been somewhere, and some people walk in a room and it feels yucky. Haven't you been there before? And you automatically look because you're like, this ain't going to be nothing good in this mother trucker. Because you can feel that they're their energy is off. You can feel that they don't feel good. Well, I just wonder, how do you tell people that their their energy is sucky? How do you, yeah, they're right, Stephanie, or they just choose not to acknowledge it. But how do you tell people that their energy is sucky, though? Like, because they're not going to be receptive to you telling them that they act, their energy feel like shit. People would be on the defensive about that. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> they want to get mad at you. And you're just like, hey, I'm just, are you okay? Like, you got some issues from your childhood you need to resolve. Has somebody abused you? You know, like, you want to find out why. Well, I, I want to find out why. I don't know if, well, I don't know if I want to find out why or if I just want them to stop fucking with me. Like, I can't decide which is it. Do I want to know why so I can offer something? Or do I not care why? Just leave me alone. So, and that's a me issue. That's a something I have to figure out. But I hate that feeling. I hate the feeling when I'm in a space and people don't feel good. And I, even me, I want to, if I don't feel good, if I, not like if I'm sick, but if my energy feels off, I would rather somebody tell me that because it's it's an easy fix. If you if you are aware that you don't feel well or you're not giving off something positive, if you know that you have some control over it, then you make a tweak to it, right? You just, Arr. but man, I hate that. And I just wonder if people, if that's just where people find comfort. There was a Facebook post um, this week, and it said a lady was saying that. Um, hold on, I'm gonna find it real quick while I'm on here. So it was a Facebook post, and let me find it. My friend posted it. And uh, is it in here? If I can't find it this quick, I'm gonna have to forget about it because. Um, uh, let's see. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah, I think I'm going to miss it. I mean, I think I can't find it. I'll just have to tell you my ad lib. Okay, so the pe the post is about a lady saying, hold on, I'm still, you guys see I'm still looking. Okay, here it is. So when I... The, and this is in line with what I was just talking about. I prayed for a good man and I can't even handle the goodness in him all the time. So there's a woman saying, I prayed for a good man. I got him. He has goodness in him and I can't even deal with it. That's her saying, I'm fucked up. Like I, I'm something wrong with me. And He's too good for me that I'm going to mess him up. I'm going to hurt him. And she went on to say that in the interview. So that was a quote that was made. And um, I thought about that. And I realized for her to be able to say, this man is so much goodness, I can't even handle his goodness, is in turn saying, 
there's toxicity in me. There's a bit of me that wants the dysfunction of arguing and fighting and throwing shit and da 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 da. So that's what she's saying. She said that further later on, but it's so so people take that dysfunction to think that that's normal or it's okay when in fact it's not healthy and it's not okay. So I wonder if when people are in these yucky ass spaces and they find somebody to be in these yucky spaces too, do they think, oh, this is normal and I'm going to just stay in this space and wreak havoc on everybody else? It's almost like a, I don't know, if not passive aggressive. It's an, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know the term for it. All I know is when you get a group of people together and they're yucky, they undoubtedly want to yucky up the other person too. They want to create some toxic turmoil for the person who's not yucky with them. Is that misery loves company? Does that fall into the same line as that? Like, well, we're miserable and they're probably not saying they're miserable, but they're miserable and you're not. So let me make you miserable too. And I just, I'm, I don't like that. I feel like I'm fucking 51. Like I'm 51 years old. I want to be fucking happy. Like every day I wake up and my goal is to be happy. I want to be happy and I want to be free. When you want to be happy and you want to be free, that poses a problem to the people who are locked in toxicity. That is a problem for them when you want to be happy and you want to be free. You know why that's a problem for them? Because they can't control you. And they'll do anything they can to try to figure out how to manipulate and control you, whether it's to shut off your supply of resources, get in your way, start some mess. It doesn't matter. They're going to do anything to get your attention, to draw you in the toxic space with them. I think I did that like in my 20s and probably my 30s. I just want to be 51, happy and fucking free. That's what I want to be. Yes, Carla, happiness and freedom, priorities. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. So when I find myself in situations, conversations about yucky situations, I can, I'm like, okay, well, that's not for me. I'm going to leave now. See y'all later and leave. I don't have a problem doing that, whether it's at the market. It could be somebody come visit the house, my kids. It could be me being at somebody's house. It could be me being in a restaurant. It could be me at work. It could be me anywhere. If it doesn't feel good to me, trust and believe I will leave it. And I don't have a problem leaving out of those yucky spaces. I don't. And you know why? It doesn't have to do with anybody else. It has to do with my safety. It has to do with my sanity. It has to do with my peace, my happiness, my freedom. This is what that has to do with. When I leave a situation, okay. Or when somebody wants to argue and I say, okay, that's fine. Thanks. It's me protecting me. It ain't got nothing to do with you because I know you want some bullshit. I know that's some bullshit and you're not going to draw me into it. It's exhausting to me, right? It's exhausting. So I really just enjoyed that conversation that was had on Facebook about the lady admitting like, 
I am struggling with the goodness that this person is bringing. I can't handle it. So I have to exit the situation. And that's a big deal for me. It is huge. I've got to stay free. I've got to stay happy. I've got to make sure I'm in a good space. That's the only way I'm going to get to being of my purpose. I won't get to being of God's purpose for me if I'm caught into the caught in the fray of something else. I will not get to be of his purpose if I'm stuck in the muckety muck of something else. And I can't do it. I don't want to do it. I'm too old for one. And it's unhealthy. Hence, we're doing a whole run on mental and emotional health. We're doing a whole run on how to get the resources you need to get to freedom. How do you get what you need to get to a good place of living? How do you get to be in that good, yummy space, right? And that's important to me. I literally, that's how I start my day with my yoga, trying to be balanced, trying to make sure I have something good to eat, having what I need at work having what I need after work, and exercise. And that's what I do because I have a lot of stuff. I'm growing a business, right? So outside of my job and not to mention the children, I have the children at work. So I'm growing a business and I went through today and I outlined my task list. list. Looks like I have a lisp. My task list. And I literally have 19 19 open projects, 19 open projects that aren't connected to each other, 19 individual projects that I am working on or they're in my queue to be worked on. So I really don't have a lot of time and I can't afford to get lost. Again, I've been lost. I spent years of my life lost and I don't have time for that anymore. So if you know that you have some yucky spaces in you that you need to empty out or clean out or you have something, some damage or something that causes you to be, and there's no blame for you. I'm not blaming anybody. All I'm saying is if you're not happy and if you can't find your way to freedom yet and you're not happy and you don't have any peace You've got to figure out that internal piece of you to get you to the freedom. You've got to delve into here, unravel all that stuff, and get to a place that's free. We've all had to do it. I had to do it. I've talked about it for the past year here on Joy Exposed, what I had to unveil, what I had to do, how I had to grow up, what I had to release. Fear and then not being afraid anymore and walking on my faith and jumping and learning how to use the parachute later. Like I've talked about all of that. I don't really keep any secrets about that stuff because I know how important it is for somebody to lay out their own shit to give you confidence to lay out yours. So I put my stuff out there on Front Street because maybe it'll help someone. Well, it has helped people, right? So it has helped people. It has helped people get to a good place. It has helped people get to try to get to freedom, to take that leap of faith. And that's what this is all about. So when you have to deal with someone who's in a yucky, toxic space, or 
if you are someone in a yucky, toxic space, you're going to have to figure out what to do because happiness is out there. Happiness is out there. It belongs to all of us. It sets us free, right? And it puts us on a path to being of purpose. It puts us in a good space to um, be of purpose and to get to a good place. And that's a big deal. It means a lot to me. So that's my, um, what I wanted to talk about with that Facebook post of the week, uh, without even Facebook post of the week, just that Facebook post, when you see somebody that's filled with goodness and they're just doing their thing, do you, do you feel like you can accommodate the goodness that they have? Do you feel like it's too much for you? Do you feel like you need to leave it because it makes you uncomfortable? Do you feel like you're going to damage the goodness in that person before the goodness in that person seeps into you and help you to be something different? What is your level of responsibility for it? What do you see? And we know that it's common. I, you know, we know that those toxic traits are common. We know that we know people who have them. We've had to deal with them. Um, there are friends, there are family members. And then we realize what does the friendship mean to me? Is the friendship worth me losing myself? Is the friendship worth me becoming yeah, right? And that's that was me. I've I've been in that. That was me in my marriage. I swore. I swore that I could make my ex-husband better. I swore that I could love him enough and teach him how to love. I swore those things, but I became toxic too. I don't know why that works that way. The toxic traits are stronger, I guess. I became toxic in it with him instead of him becoming loving in it with me. And you know, that was bad on me. And I didn't, no one pointed it out to me that I was toxic. I heard myself talking to my children, my children who I chose and decided like, do I want to talk to my kids like this? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why are you talking to these kids? These are kids. Like, why are you talking to these children? My children that I chose, I was talking to them like garbage, right? Like, and I hated that. And I had to reformulate my thoughts on what love sounded like talking in love, what it feels like, using reassuring tone and voice to let the person know that, yes, I'm disciplining you, but I love you. That's why. Not because I hate you and I'm going to beat the hell out of you and I'm going to... Not that. It's Here's a lesson for life that you have to learn how to this. How do you discipline with love? And that was... I had to reteach myself those things because I never wanted to mistreat my children never wanted to mistreat my children. And there I was mistreating my children. And that wasn't right because I chose them. They didn't choose me. And why would, why would I abuse or make ill use of something that I chose? So the toxicity is a big deal for me. And I don't like for people to talk to me any kind of way. I don't like the tone and the energy because I personally don't feel like I give off something to get some crazy ass conversation. Say what you're going to say, get it over with, but I'm not going to argue with you. You know, I just don't have the energy to dump into those empty spaces and not to say that arguing is wrong. Sometimes we argue. Sometimes there are things that we argue about or yeah, if you don't argue, there's a heated discussion about them. And as long as you know, if it's somebody that you love 
And if they're more passionate about whatever it is they're asking for or want than you are about what you're asking for, fuck it, give it to them. All right, let's do it. Gosh, you really want it that bad? That's important to you? Let's do it. What's the big deal? Because right. you, first of all, you want your partner, your was your lover, your husband, your friend, your girlfriend, your sister, you want them to be happy. Now, it doesn't mean you always give up what you want because it doesn't work that way. But if it's something they're fighting for and it means a lot to them, give it to them. Give it to them. I have no problem um, uh, giving it to them. And I'll do that in a minute. Wow, babe, you really like that, huh? Okay, let's do it. Wow, you really want to? Oh, you do? Okay. Because th that way people know that I hear you and I see you and I want to please you. And they're going to want to please you too, right? That's a loving relationship, concerned about feelings. But, you know, you don't, there's no reason to get caught in those yucky ass arguments. It's at work, even at work is the worst place to get in the argument, show. Because that's going to be over at four o'clock, five o'clock, whatever time you get off. You argue, then you take it home, you're mad at home, you're talking about mistreating them, people at home, and talking about the argument. Shit, man, please. Not doing all that. Every day the same way. Bye. See y'all tomorrow. Get in my car. I'll take no, I don't grade no papers at home. I don't check no email, work email at home. <laughs> I don't call no parents from home. I don't do any work from home. It's my work life balance. Work life balance. Do you hear me? This is it. I got a couple of colleagues I hang out with outside of school. Love them. We get together occasionally. That's my thing. But as far as taking work home with me, heck no. Those days have passed because I understand how easy it is to let your work seep into your home life. And that's where a lot of misery come in. When you let your work seep into your home life, you're stressed, you're tired, you want to fight. The closest person to you to fight is your spouse or your children. I'm not doing that. Hell no. I'll leave it. Whatever's on my desk is on my desk. It'll be there in the morning when I get back. <laughs> It'll be there in the morning. Now, I work like a maniac at work. Believe that. I'm like, <laughs> while I'm there. But when that clock strikes, babe, I'm out of there. I'm not taking it home. And we have to create the work-life balance, right? We have to separate the two because work will drain you and you feel like since they're paying you, you give as much as you can give. That's a toxic relationship in its own right. They're paying you for something. You don't know when to stop doing when it's enough that you're giving and you keep giving and then you feel like they should give you something else. And they're not. And and Stephanie and I talked about this last week and her um spotlight is that you work for a company, you put in all this effort, and then next thing you know, you're laid off, and then they're gone on. And you're like, but I gave so much. And they're like, but we gave you a salary. But I worked more than this. And they're like, shit, that's on you. Toxic relationship. So you have to set the boundaries of what work looks like for you. You have to set the boundaries to make sure that you're taken care of personally and professionally. My job is my job. I'm have a time that I'm supposed to be at work. Sometimes I'm there on time. Sometimes I'm late. Sometimes I leave before four. Sometimes I don't. But I know what my job is. And when I'm there, I do my job. And that's the truth. 
I've traveled with my job. I've, we've done overnight field trips for weekends and I'm not compensated for that time. I, that's free. That's me giving away time and knowing that I'm giving away time. I can't come back and say, well, I did such and such. I didn't get paid for it. That was on me. That's knowing, setting those boundaries of how you operate. That's how you keep yourself out of toxicity. We stop resenting people and jobs for choices that you made. Own your shit. Own your choices. Own your actions. And when you do that, you're getting closer to freedom, baby. I'm telling you, when you tell yourself the truth about situations that you're involved in and going on around you, you're getting closer to freedom every single day. Every single day. And that is why I really just kind of stuff I can do, I do. If I can't do it, I'll say, oh, I can't do that. No, I can't do that. Well, such as I can't do it. I have to set that boundary. <laughs> Got to keep myself safe. I can't get caught up in what somebody wants from me, especially knowing that their intention is selfish. They only want it because it's a benefit to them, right? I can't do it. And I will say that in a minute. No, I can't do that. I'm not, I can't participate. No, thanks. And you have to learn how to set those boundaries to protect yourself because you put yourself out there and you're going to expect somebody to put themselves out there for you. And when they don't, you're going to be feeling some kind of way. That's not how it goes. If you can do it, if you can do it. And remember, you can only operate unlimited gifts from your gift from your gift from God, not from what you think you can do, right? You, This is your gift that you can give unlimited of, right? But you have to set boundaries on how people make use of you and what you give of yourself. If your job is a salary job, you got to learn how to work that because those salary jobs, you work all day, you come home, you work some more, you don't ever feel like you're giving enough. And that's the beauty of the salary. So when you start looking at how many hours a day you worked and you multiply it by your salary or divide your hours into your salary and you realize that you're making about 15 20 dollars like you're really working too much right you're putting in too much time to get paid it's not even worth it so you have to set some serious boundaries on how you operate in it um, one of my, uh, a couple weeks ago, I interviewed Danae uh, Adams. She's a, a brand ambassador and a small business owner. I interviewed her. Well, I noticed that if she works all the time, weird hours, overnight, whatever. She works for herself from home. But when she goes to sleep, what I notice is that she turns her, her socials off. Facebook, Messenger. You can't get through on anything. I don't have that. Well, I don't need that kind of discipline because I just turn my ringer off because I don't, my Facebook is whatever. But she does a lot of her work. She's a brand ambassador. So she does a lot through her social medias. And she just got a new client. Um, I think his name is Hollywood. Goddamn. He was on like Love blind love or love at first sight or something like that one of those shows but anyway she just got him as a client so she's now crazy busy busy right and i love that she shuts that down because she has a tendency to work a lot too and i so those are things i can truly respect about people in business is juggling 
community, business, personal life. Juggling those things and still being able to be happy and have your freedom and to have that peace. Because if you can do the things that you want to do in line with the things you have to do and still maintain that freedom, that's what I'm talking about right there. That's what we all want. We want that. Like we want to sleep well. We want to have enough money. We want to laugh. We want to love. We want to be happy. We Those are things that we want. And when you can get a balance, a work-life community balance, we can call it that work-life community. When you can get a balance to have those things, it changes your life and it makes it easy to shut down the toxic people who want to come to you for shit. It makes you say, Mm-mm. no, 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 not here, right? It definitely makes you put a halt on that. And they have a hard time with it because they can't control you. They can't do anything to get you off kilter, to get you off balance, to bring you in the, uh, oh, the crabs in the bucket, right? That whole analogy just hit me as I'm talking. They can't do anything to pull you in the bucket with them. You're getting out of the bucket. Your goal is to get out of the bucket and you're getting out of the damn bucket. So they're going to keep trying to pull at you because they can't figure out how to get out of the bucket. They can't figure out how to get a work-life balance and to get rid of the toxicity. They'd rather pull you into the yucky yuck than to come out of it on their own. So this is Joycelyn Wells with Joy Exposed. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, YouTube at Joycelyn Wells. Don't forget to leave a podcast review at Podchaser, P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R. I would appreciate that so much. Uh, join me in a epic Memorial 5K on April 17th. You can do it virtual. You'll have all, if you do it virtual, you can do it from 6 a.m. to 12 midnight, well, 11.59. So you have all day on Saturday to do your 5K, but it is still on Saturday. Uh, and it's $30, and it was a great cause. And it's helping to establish My Shape Solutions and the Bench Counselors Partnership and putting together this awesome 5K to bring light to mental and emotional well-being. Uh, and we'd love for you to be a part of it as well. So um, if you sponsor it, you get your name on a T-shirt, of course, banners, the whole shebang. We got a whole incentive list. Go check it out. Um, I think that's it. Oh, Snowfall comes on tonight at 10 (laughs) o'clock. Any of you Franklin fans out there, Snowfall comes back tonight. And uh, it's been a great night talking to you guys. I'll see you guys on Wednesday, but if you're up on Saturday morning at 11, I have an interview with author T.B. Ellis. It was my first time talking with her, and it's her first interview. She's a new author. So that's at 11, and it's streaming live on Facebook and JoycelynWells.com and My Shape Solutions, MyShape.Solutions um, under events. So you have an amazing evening, and thank you so much. And remember, when joy is exposed, everything just feels better. Good night.